Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome into the TDN Fantasy Podcast. Chris Schubert and Jamie Eisner, a post Super Bowl edition of the show. We are here. There is no more football to be played until the summertime of 2022. We are a month away from free agency, which should give us a lot of fodder over the next month or so. But, Jamie, we are here on a Sunday night to recap what was another close, late scoring playoff game that has been the theme of these playoffs is it has come down to the wire in every one of these games it has come down to be, them being one possession games and it's almost who's had the ball last has won these games and this was a nice cap off to the season there's a lot of different layers that we're going to get into here over the course of the show but we are here the los angeles rams are the super bowl champions yes they are and look it's a uh, this was going to be an interesting case study of a team and we've talked about it for a couple years now starting with trading all those first-round picks for Jalen Ramsey to cutting Todd Gurley and dealing with that contract issue, trading Jared Goff or Matthew Stafford uh, a little over a year ago, at least when it was announced. It technically wasn't official, but like it was announced right around this time. And, and they basically said, look, we're, we're in a winning window right now. We're going to pay for established superstar players via our top draft capital – uh, Odell Beckham Jr. kind of falls in their lap uh, mid-season. Yeah, they were able to beat out the the Packers and the Patriots to, to land the Odell Beckham Jr. sweepstakes, who was well on his way to having a major game here before uh, what looks what looks like a bad knee injury. Hopefully, it's not as bad as we're all presuming it's going to be, uh, and hopefully, he did not re-tear that ACL because that will obviously has been something that has affected pretty much every pending free agent wide receiver this season. Is a major major catastrophic injury that's going to affect their start of next season, but. Uh, look, it worked. And this, this is where we go back to, and I, I say it a lot in our meetings, I say it in our private conversations, and I say it here on the podcast. The goal of every single move that is made in the NFL, from assigning a draft pick, every trade, every, everything that you do, every film study is to win the Super Bowl. And if you win the Super Bowl, everything you did at that point is worth it. If the Rams don't make a first-round pick for the next 20 years, it is worth it. They're Super Bowl champions. They won the I mean, Super Bowl. It yeah. worked. If Aaron Donald retires tomorrow or Nardo Beckham Jr. goes to free agency and you know whatever matter. it is, Sean McVay rides off into the TV sunset, whatever it might be, it was all worth it because they came away with the Super Bowl. They didn't get it the first time around in a game that they were outcoached in by Bill Belichick. Sean McVay looked like he was struggling at times in this game, but ultimately they had a humongous drive that – I think will be even more appreciated when we look back in retrospect of just how phenomenal that Rams drive was, the game-winning drive from them. I know they got, kind of got marred by the 80 million penalties. Like the whole game's worth of penalties that happened uh, in the goal-to-go sequence there. But what a game for them. What a drive for Cooper Cup, who ends up winning the MVP. Uh, very fitting that he ends the season and caps it off with the Offensive Player of the Year award earlier this week and the Super Bowl MVP award here in this game. And I really like the way you, you summarize that, Jamie. And the thing I really want to harp on is it's very rare in sports, but in football in particular with what we're talking about here, that a team does this, they go all in the way the Rams have, and it pays off. 
right? How many times do we talk about, man, a team went all in and they went boom. The New Orleans Saints, the last couple of years, went all in with the last couple of years of Drew Brees and it was a bust. They went boom or bust and it busted. Seattle, if Russell Wilson decides to move on, these last couple of years have been boom or bust with Russell Wilson and they have busted, right? And so it's very rare to see it work out this way because the moment they made the trade over a year ago, it was... Super Bowl or bust. Those were the expectations from that point forward. And they were able to get, not only get to the Super Bowl, which is a hard enough task as it is, but they were able to win the Super Bowl. I think Matt Stafford, he does throw a couple interceptions in this game, but I think he answers all of the questions that anyone ever had about him. He made throws, he made plays, down a bunch of receivers in this football game. They couldn't run the football. He had to make plays late in order for them to win fo this football game, and he did that. He answered all of those questions, and it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy for him to win a Super Bowl the way that he did this year, being able to make that throw to Cooper Cup. Jimmy, there are so many different layers here, and, and and the, the thing that stood out to me while watching the game, and I, and I want to know if, if you felt the same way, in the lead-up to the game, there's a lot of content. There's a lot of discussion. We preview this from every different angle possible. But I got to be honest with you, Jamie, sitting there watching the game, it really felt like all of the things we talked about potentially happening in this game, they happened. The Bengals' offensive line was a problem because Aaron Donald is a problem. Jalen Ramsey, Jamar Chase, we talked about what that was going to look like. We got to see that play out. We saw the impact before we got heard of what Odo Beckham Jr. could do. We saw the running games go back and forth. We saw Evan McPherson, right? All of these different things that we kind of talked about throughout the week of, oh, these are the important things. It, not, maybe not the entire game, but piece by piece, they all just they all just showed up. They all checked off on the bingo card. And you're like, yeah, this game kind of went how we all kind of thought it was going to go. Yeah, and and it was really intriguing, and that that's why it was probably such a good game from start to finish. Here, you know, it was, you know, the the way I, I look at the way this game was played, and kind of the turning points at different opportunities in this game, because the Rams look good early on. Obviously, they get the the seven nothing lead. Beckham gets the touchdown, and then right around the end of like the the first half into the second half, the Bengals come out of the third quarter there and just put up ten points right away to erase the deficit, take the lead. Uh, and we know Sean McVay's only lost one game in his career when he's led at halftime as the head coach of the Rams, which is still a stupendous stat. But this game turned, as you said, Chris, because the offensive line was not really a major issue for the Bengals in the first half of this game, really for the first two and a half quarters. And I mean, it, the, the announcers did a really good job of highlighting the Aaron Donald part in particular, but they guys weren't getting home. Von Miller wasn't making plays. Leonard Floyd was here or there. And then things started to shift. They started to chip away. Raheem Morris made some adjustments on his end. Uh, they they highlighted one where they have the, where they ran uh, Von Miller on the stunt because everybody was so focused on Aaron Donald on the other side. Von Miller basically gets a free run at Joe Burrow uh, in a play that they tackle him near his own end zone for another sack. So we saw things start to crumble. And look, the real at this point, the Chase versus Sewell, Chase versus offensive line debate is so tired and so played out that I just I'm, I have no interest in participating in it anymore uh what we need to talk about is that is the clear area that they need to fix that is the very very real we need to make it our number one number two number three and number four priority next year we saw joe burrow almost suffer another major knee injury in this game and mm -hmm. i mean there were people on twitter who thought he tore his acl again now, again, it certainly looked thing, like it the way he got folded up like an accordion. And for some reason, NBC wanted to show him writhing in pain like four different times in super slow-mo. I think that was that. I think, again, you show it once, whatever, but they were like they were going to make a point out of showing it. It looked bad. 
And you have to look, the reality of the situation is, is, and look, some of these sacks Burrow takes himself. I think there was a sequence there where uh, he gets, I don't know if it was Ashawn Robinson or, or who it was there, but he stepped into a sack. Like he had the pocket was open, he was blocked. Well, he steps up into an occupied lane and kind of just walks into a sack. So he needs to be better at that aspect of his game as well. He is not blameless for the, the sheer volume of sacks that he took, which is what tied a Super Bowl record for most sacks ever uh, with, with Roger Staubach. But the Bengals need to fix their offensive line in multiple ways. They need multiple new players, whether it's via the draft. They had the 31st pick in the draft, via free agency. That is where this effort needs to be. You have confidence in Joe Mixon, and he's been paid. You've got three really, really good starting receivers. You'll need to figure out the tight end situation. He's almost a pending free agent. You know, Do you bring him back? Do you bring in somebody outside? And there's some areas you're going to have to fix. I think they could use another corner. Uh, you got to get Jesse Bates under contract. So they have a lot of other areas you have to figure out. But uh, aside from maybe Jesse Bates getting him re-signed, which I know you want for particularly yeah. for a specific number yeah. you have in mind, uh, who had another pick tonight? They need to fix this offensive line with multiple pieces. That's not breaking let- news. You've heard it, but like, there's a point where we this can't happen again. And the reality was the reason why they got here, much like the reason why the Chiefs got there last year, they lost was because their offensive line held up for multiple playoff games. The last outside of the Tennessee game, which was a disaster. Their offensive line held up fairly well against the Raiders, and they held up very well against Kansas City, allowing them this opportunity, which is a peek into the window of what happens when you have quality offensive line play. They were in this game up until the offensive line took them out of this game, and they were in this game up until the point where they, the Rams run an 18-play drive to pretty to give themselves the lead. I will tell you, Jamie – us at the end of the season talking about the losing team in the Super Bowl needing to revamp their offensive line in the offseason feels like a repeat of what we talked about a year ago on this podcast. You and I talking about the post game uh, breakdown of Bucks Chiefs, where we talked about the Chiefs need to revamp their offensive line. Feels like an, a repeat of a year ago. And listen, Jamie, there's, I, I'm trying to just put all of my thoughts in an order that's going to make sense here uh, for the remainder of the show, because there's so many things I want to make sure that we cover here throughout this game. But I, I do think it's important to note that for a guy in, in, in coach Sean McVay, who had been here before, who had gone through the game plan, not going the way you wanted it to, because the game plan that he had drawn up to face new England way back when they were in the super bowl, it did not, it was not what he drew up. That did not go very well. And to see him have a similar kind of script play out, game plan not going the way you want it to. You can't run the ball. You'll lose your your second best playmaker on offense in Odo Beckham Jr. He looked nervous at times. He looked rattled. He stayed committed to a running game that, Jamie, I think you and I could have told him, stop running the football. This is not going to work. You cannot run the football. It's, it, it, and, I, and I get it. You don't have a lot of pass catchers, but guess what? What I would fall back to here, Jamie, is you made a trade a year ago to get one guy, Matt Stafford, because that's the guy that you thought was the difference the difference between you and a Super Bowl. Then you got to put the ball in his hands and let him make plays. And ultimately, on the final drive, they did that. But it felt like through the second and third quarters of this football game, Sean McVay, no matter what, was going to try to run the football to try to break one, and it just wasn't going to happen. Well, and it almost and cost him another Super Bowl. It almost and, cost and him another Super Bowl. And I think that's the good. The word I used a lot. I was watching this game with with my girlfriend, and a lot of this was I, I used the phrase for both sides: stubbornness. 
Uh, there was a lot of stubbornness by the Rams, and some of it was from Stafford. Stafford, it, twice in the second half, checked into a run play with one time with five down defensive linemen, and they didn't have numbers in the box. Another time with six guys down, and almost the Patriots style that, that, that Zach Taylor's went, man, I watched the Patriots shut my guys down with that a couple years ago. I'm not going to let that happen here. And they checked into run plays, and they went predictably terribly. Uh, so there was a little bit of stubbornness from McVay and from Stafford in here to kind of run what they were going to run. We'll talk about some running issues for Cincinnati in a second. But to me, the alternative storyline, if we if we want to take a step back here, whether it's there's a fantasy angle here or just some bigger picture, uh, I could not have been more disappointed uh, with Van Jefferson. And, yeah. you know, this was one of those opportunities where this is a guy that I've liked. This is a guy I liked coming out, waiting for his opportunity. Now, he was always going to be the number three there, whether it was Woods as the number two or Odo Beckham Jr. as the number two. But this was an opportunity for him in a game where they desperately needed somebody other than Cooper Cup to win. They had no Kendall Blanton, no Tyler Higby, no Odell Beckham, no Robert Woods. They needed somebody to win. And Van Jefferson could not win consistently. And the few times he did, he wasn't always consistent in catching the football. There is absolutely no reason why you should, and I I want to make sure I get this number right before I, I say it, but there's absolutely no reason why you should have 10 targets almost combined to Bryson Hopkins and Ben Skoranek. No, it shouldn't happen. And I understand there's an injury there, but the reality is, is like, this is where Van Jefferson needed to step up. He's, this is where I was hoping to kind of see him get this opportunity to elevate. And look, the Rams don't have a lot of capital in the draft. We all know that they don't have a top 100 pick. Well, they don't they have plenty well of anyway, picks, so. but they don't have, they don't have a top 100 pick. Uh, they, then, by the way, this is not revisionist history. They absolutely wasted their top pick last year in Tutu Atwell. Like, they just wasted it. They threw it in the trash can. A very small trash can, not very tall trash can, but they threw it in the trash can. And a very light trash can. Probably the lightest trash can in the league. But they threw it in there, okay? Wow. So, Otto Beckham Jr., if he has torn his ACL, will not be ready for week one. Okay? Week one is seven months away. So, and you're going to be playing what? You're going to be playing on Thursday night to open the season. So it's less than seven months from right now to when you're kicking off on a Thursday night NFL opener week one. I do not expect whether he's playing for the Rams, whether he's playing for the XFL, wherever he's playing, he's not going to be playing in seven months. Okay. I don't know. We saw that we saw the XFL owner do the, the pregame intro. Oh, we're going to talk. We'll get to that in a second. All the There's a lot of topics later here. Right? We, we've lost okay. We're going to get to that. The Rams will get Robert Woods. Back Bobby trees. at that point, but they need another option here. Unless they're unless Van Jefferson really takes another step forward, this was the opportunity. And I was just very disappointed with him, and I wanted to point that out because I'm sitting here all game, like, man, like if, if Van Jefferson can't perform under these circumstances when they absolutely desperately need him, and he is very clearly the second most talented pass catcher available to Matthew Stafford right now, and targets are going to Daryl Henderson and Bryson Hopkins and Ben Skoranek, and it's like, man, you know. It's just disappointing. Want to make some money? How about you invest in an exciting asset that has outpaced the S&P 500 by 164% for 25 years? I'm talking about art. Masterworks is the new investing app that let, that lets you invest in blue chip paintings from icons like Picasso, Monet, and Warhol without needing millions. Over 300,000 people have already signed up. Get priority access with our unique promo. Log on to masterworks.art slash believe. That's masterworks.art slash believe, B-L-E-A-V, and see important disclosures at masterworks.io slash disclosures. 
What's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you are online. And with all of the threats that you face today on the internet, it is more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, the most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all of your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either. And plans start at under $4 per month. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use the code believe that's b-l-e-a-v to get up to 70 percent off your nordvpn plan plus one additional month for free it's also risk-free with nord's 30-day money-back guarantee jamie those were better ad reads than any of the commercials we saw during the super bowl boom zinger there they were um and one thing i want to note here again Always important to understand the line between talking about a football player from their football perspective and from real life perspective. Just some breaking news. So I want to give some – after I just trashed him for the last five minutes, I want oh, to give no. him, uh, some kudos to Van Jefferson and his wife. They're having their first uh, – I believe their first child. Uh, she was uh, – his wife was rushed mid-game. Uh, this is according – I just broke on Twitter uh, to Whoa. the hospital. She went into labor. So Van Jefferson is off and running. Uh, it, it, so he is – got us. Got a Super Bowl ring and is going to be a dad. So that's congratulations to him from a real life standpoint. Still have concerns from the football stuff, but from a real life human being standpoint, that's a pretty good day. Jamie, I just saw a tweet that warms my heart as we're as we're winding down the end of the 2021-2022 regular season. The USFL kicks off in 61 days. Yeah, you're more excited about that than I am. Come on, it's fun. Spring football's fun. Don't, don't be a Debbie Downer. Don't ruin this for me. Spring football is enjoyable. It's fun. It gets us through the, the middle part of the season, off season. When maybe I mean, look, I will watch game. occasionally, but I'm not. No, that's, that's a lie. You will have money on multiple USFL I, games throughout I, the process. I did not say I wouldn't have money on multiple okay. games. I just might only watch a few of them. <laughs> Okay, let's, can, story. We talk, can we talk about the fluff around the Super Bowl? Because I think that's I think sure. that's fun to talk about. Commercials, halftime show. We could talk about the props. You had like seven thousand bets for the game today. Which one of those three do you want to start with here? Second half of the show. Uh well, let's. Well, you've already teased the commercial stuff, so might as well let's they go. Stunk. Let's go there. They were bad. Yeah, they weren't great. Uh, the best I, commercial, the Coinbase commercial. So that one has been very polarizing. Because well, of I love you either it. like crypto or you don't like crypto. So you either like the commercial or you don't like the commercial. Well, I, really I love the idea of it. Like the I love the DVD uh, thing. Because you have to understand around. what the target audience is and, and the age yeah. and demographic that the, that this audience is going after for crypto is the audience that remembers the bouncing DVD and remembers how fun it was and playing the we all just nobody told us this. We all just somehow subliminally learned that we're all trying to play the game for it to hit that corner exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was, and it went just long enough to be like, because at first I'm like, I, I'm not pulling out my phone to to do this. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing this this QR code. You can go after yourself. But they did it just long enough that you almost got annoyed. Like, fine, I'm just going to see what it is. So I actually liked it, but I know there were a lot of people that were critical. That was the only one that I think was memorable for me. Um, I I like the Larry David. Crypto one. That was as good. well. Okay, two that, crypto commercials. That's going to yeah. be a polarizing take from you, Jamie. That's polarizing. I know. Uh, but I like Larry David and his comedy. So, I mean, I think I feel it's more of like if you like the comedy. Sure. You, you would like the commercial. If you don't, you wouldn't. Um, the the Michelob Ultra commercial where, with Peyton was bowling. That with Brooks Kepka. That was, that was, uh, cool, was fine. I think. It was okay. 
Yeah, I mean, to me, how much was it? Was was this a game like seven million dollars for a thirty second spot? Seven, or it was seven was million dollars for a thirty second spot? Yeah. I don't know, man. I feel like some of these companies could have just like not done that. We got a we got a WWE WrestleMania commercial. How yeah, well, that's that? partly because, well, that's because they're well, part of the NBC. NBC brand, so they basically took up the NBC space. But yeah, I mean, I also learned that Law and Order still on the air, so that's no, 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 no. See, but it's coming back. The old one is coming back. That was the point. You didn't sure. get the point of the commercial. By the way, there's the no ones. way that that's going to be good now. There's just no way they're they're going to they do like some like seven thousand versions of the. Well, they're also going to do. They're going to try to be like show. modern. And they're gonna like they're gonna have people that have never lived in the world that they that they're gonna try to portray like portray like a modern crimes. It's gonna be terrible. Uh, There's gonna be a bunch of buzzwords. They're gonna like they're gonna try to like go to urban diction. It's gonna be bad. Halftime show, I thought was amazing. Great, had a good time. Flames from start to finish. I will say, can can I can I share one criticism? Okay. I wish I wish they all got a chance to do more songs, but I understood because there were like six of them up on stage. It was going to be difficult for them. I knew going in, it wasn't going to be a full catalog for everybody, but I just wish I wanted more. They left me wanting more. This was the first halftime show in a while that I wasn't counting down the seconds for it to be over. No, I wanted. And sometimes it's not just the performers. It's more of like, just get back to football, please. Like this is, this takes forever. Um, But no, it was really good. Uh, Dr. Dre sounds phenomenal. Like it was, yeah. Close your eyes and pretend you're listening to his album. Yep. Phenomenal. Uh, pretty much everybody did did a really good job there. No complaints for me. No notes. Uh, I really loved it. I enjoyed it. Uh, okay, we we could talk about some props and then we can give our final thoughts as we as we enter into the off season. Uh, you, ha- I, full disclosure, I didn't have a single thing today. I, I chose to just I, I wow. chose to to sit out the the gambling streets uh, wow. today. Chose um, abstinence. It, and it is it is legal where I am in Arizona, so I, I was free to to partake, but I chose not to. I I, I helped my dad in, in New York had about I think sixty five bets by the time. So your dad's bankrolling at least one sports book, I know. Uh yeah, for sure he's absolutely bankrolling one. He's of those. Well, them so how business. did you do? What, what I, I you shared your list in the back channels of TDN uh, with all of us. Yeah, I mean, had. The, the TDN crew was all over the place today. Yes. We had Hen- King Henry was betting on uh, how many planes were going to fly overhead it was it was yeah very- he had some weird ones um you know i, I did okay i didn't uh, the sad thing for me is like i didn't hit the big ones because i kind of need the Bengals to win the big one i was really hoping for was the the t higgins there's really two i needed t higgins over five and a half catches which looked good but he stopped at four and then just never got the ball again which made me sad Obviously, T. Higgins MVP at fifty to one was what I was really hoping for, which would have happened if the Bengals win this game. Your other two uh, MVP bets, it didn't. It, you were never getting any of those because they were the two running backs. Yeah, but th- but those were intentionally long shots. Those were intentionally like thirty three and like forty to one. Like those were kind of just like I'm gonna I'm gonna take a flyer. But Higgins was the big MVP bet. Almost got that one, but I did. I, you know, I did hit the under for the first half. I hit Higgins' first catch over nine and a half yards. I hit Chase's longest catch over twenty seven and a half yards on that Ramsey play. So I, I did okay. Like I didn't make any money, but I didn't really lose any money. But like I'm sad that I I didn't hit the big bets, and obviously I got the Gatorade wrong too, which that one makes me mad. Well, in fairness, I think you needed the Bengals to win in order to, to get, get the orange Gatorade, Gatorade too. Yeah. yeah. So I, I was I was a couple catches away, and I had some other things together. Like it, it was it was one of those things where like I was this close um, to having a huge day, and I end up probably you know a couple dollars short of where I started. I will say you 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 said that the anthem under 102 seconds should be an easy winner, and it was not an it easy. It was winner. not, and I'm shocked because that she's never sung an anthem that long. 
Happens. She, all, her, all her anthems have been under 90 seconds. Until this one. Until this one. Maybe, maybe there's some insider trading going on there with that one. Um, okay, so so any final thoughts uh, on the game? Any any narratives? Any things that we didn't really discuss uh, that we that we want to discuss? I mean, McVeigh, the youngest head coach to win a Super Bowl, I think that's an important note here. Um, you know, he's already been. To, this is his that's second. Right, he was Super Bowl young, younger appearance. than Tomlin, wasn't he? Yeah, I think he's like he's what thirty six now. Yeah, where did Mike Tomlin win at? I don't know. I'm great. This is great for podcast. I'm reading a tweet from the NFL that says the youngest head coach to win. Oh, a Super I believe Bowl, you. McVay, I'm not so questioning. I'm just curious what the okay. what the the gap was. Let's see if Google's already updated and see if it's going to say McVay. Okay, so Tomlin was 36 years old and 10 months. So I don't I don't know what. So McVay is 36 and 20 days old. How about that for you? Okay, so less than 10 months different. So I was like, less than Tomlin was also 36, which technically is true. So. Uh, my my big takeaway here is I, I think it's it's what's to come now. Um, I don't think. Look, we talk every year, and we're we're going to see it tomorrow or today when you're listening to this Monday, depending on where you are in the world. We're going to hear as we do every year all about how the Rams are the teams to beat. The Rams are going to repeat. The Rams will I have get the back odds here for you. How many like times them. are they going to do it? They, there's no way they're the favorite. Can I guess what they are? Sure. Let me let me make sure. I, I'm I'm trying to pull up because I these odds are. You said you had the odds. You, you you're just teasing. I now. do, but I do, but they're not from our friends at Bet Online. So I want to make sure the numbers are the same. That's that's what I'm that's what I'm checking on. Do, but I can't. Do, act, do, Bet Online is actually do, currently do, I think do. down at the moment. I think there's do, a lot of people do, placing their do, wagers do. for. For next do, season. Do, okay, do, we're in. Do, we're in. We're in. Don't worry. Don't worry. Do, 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 uh, you don't need to sing me to the Jeopardy music. We're going to get in trouble do, do, for this. Do, 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 do. Aaron Rodgers going to. Okay, you got it yet? So I don't have this. So they're not on bed online. So, but just, all right. So just let me guess the whatever numbers you have. Okay, I do. Go okay, ahead. they're not listening. We love you guys, but they're not listening. Go ahead. Um, the Rams are 11 to 1. Um, the Rams are twelve to one, and they oh, are t- close. they are they are second uh, in these odds, and they're tied with another team at twelve to one. Okay, so can I try to guess those two teams? You can try to guess all five. I have five, uh, six teams in front of me. You can try to guess all six if you like. You said they were second. They are. There's a tie for second, and then what would be a tie for fourth? Oh, okay, so I, I thought you were, so you they thought there were like seven sorry. teams ahead of the Rams, which then would not have made any sense. No, technically they're tied for third. I apologize. Okay, so just don't again draft. Just don't listen now. to anything I said. I, I should have learned that a long time ago. Yeah, but you didn't. Okay, so okay, so is the is there a favorite that's clear, or is it the tie? Or is number one tie? There, oh, there's a tie at number one. Yes. Okay, two team tie. Two team tie. Yeah. Okay, so the two team tie is between the Chiefs. That would be correct. Plus seven hundred. And. Wow, this is difficult because normally I would say the Packers, but I do wonder how much the books are hedging against Rodgers. We'll tell you the Packers are on this list somewhere. That's the only hint I'll give you. It's somewhere in the top five. I mean, they think they put Super Bowl odds for all every team, so they would technically be on the list. I'm. I have a screenshot of the top six. <laughs> oh, I don't know that you have a screenshot of the top the seven. You said they're list. on the list. Like they literally list odds for all thirty-two teams, so that doesn't. Help. I just have a list of six teams. Okay. Okay. You jerk. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to say the other team is, I'm actually, I'm all right. So this is great. I know this is great radio or podcasting or whatever the hell this is at this point. 
Uh, I'm going to say Buffalo. That would be correct. Plus 700 for the there Chiefs and Buffalo. So, you have the, so there, those two are tied, plus 700. Then you have the Rams at plus 1,200. You have another team tied with them at plus 1,200. And then you have two teams at plus 1,500. Um, I'm going to say... I'm going to say the Packers are the ones that's tied with the Rams. They're not. They are one of the teams tied at plus 1,500. 1,500. Interesting. So one of the teams... Okay, so it's it's an NFC team. They're both NFC teams. Oh, I'm gonna, they, they didn't put Arizona up there, did they? They did not. No, I would okay. very much. No, Who the hell is this? Oh, they put Dallas. Dallas at plus 1,200. Oh, stop it. Sucker bet. Stop that shit. I think I... <laughs> ridiculous just stop i should have known better like that's public bullshit got it and then the other team the Everyone other wants team to, they have to i get it the books have to protect themselves everybody wants to buy the, the do the dallas ticket i get it but stop and then you have one team one more 1500 yeah with the packers so along with the packers along um, with the packers yes 49ers it is yeah okay okay i think that's fair for the most part I mean, they're probably going to be starting a rookie quarterback unless Tom Brady comes out of retirement. Well, oh, I see what you did there. That's a that's a deep cut. So if people did not see the Mike Florio, uh, not report, just baseless speculation. That uh, Brady might, uh, yeah, might go to the 49ers happening. if you were to. The, the no, I know. That's why I made the Tom joke. Brady. That's why I made the joke. I, I, they'll put him on the retirement list after June 1st. Like, I, I don't understand – that whatever it just says it's just sometimes this stuff gets ridiculous uh so there so that's that's the the setup for the next season the early odds i mean as you know jamie we are a month a month from today march 14th i believe is when my favorite term in all of sports legal tampering can begin uh for nfl teams and free agents so we're gonna have um transition tag franchise tags which are obviously gonna have impact on what we do here because there are a lot of offensive players. Devontae Adams probably atop that list that could potentially get the franchise tag from the Green Bay Packers. So these things are important uh, for us here on the show. Jamie's going to have rounds seven and – what? Before we even talk about that, there's a lot of that stuff that's important. The the stuff that kind of got thrown under the radar today, Carson Wentz. What is his status going into the new league We'll talk about that on Tuesday. No, we will. I'm just saying that Carson Wentz's status, Aaron Rodgers' status, Deshaun Watson's status – uh, I mean, there's there's Russell a lot Wilson. of stuff. Russell Wilson, although it seems like he's the least likely of that group to go at this point. But it, it's going to be a very interesting offseason, to say the least. And as we go into draft season, there is not a consensus number one pick. For the first time in feels like a little bit now, there isn't that very clear choice at number one. And we might not even know who the number one pick is going into draft night, which would be a really exciting development, which is – an element I do kind of miss. Uh, I miss not knowing who the top pick is going to be in the draft. And uh, I think there's a decent chance that we get that option this year. And, and Jamie, there, there's, there are stories that have come out over the last couple of days. It's why this week of the year is so, is so incredible because not only do you have the backdrop of the Super Bowl, but just pieces of information just start leaking out of everywhere. And you had two stories within the last 48 hours of the Rodgers. I think there's a treatment for that. The Packers want to surround Aaron Rodgers with all of the cap dollars they have the same way that the Saints did with Drew Brees. That report came out that they're willing to go all in. They're going to put all of their might financially behind this team. And then you have whatever is happening with the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray. And I, yeah, we didn't even touch on that. that. 
we can get to that on Tuesday as well. Tuesday might be a, a two-hour long episode because we have a lot of news and then Jamie's seventh and eighth rounds of his yes. mock draft. Tuesday might be a little bit of a longer show. Yeah, Tuesday's going to be a little bit of a longer show. And then uh, going forward as we head into the offseason, obviously you're getting two shows this week, but going forward we'll be back to uh, one show per week starting next week. But you're still going to get your Tuesday show as per usual. We'll finish up my eight-round mock. Plenty of news, plenty of drama, plenty of quarterback drama. Yep. But tonight, the Los Angeles Rams are Super Bowl champions, and they will be the Super Bowl champions for the next year. And it's good to play the Super Bowl at home. Two for two. two Super for Bowl two. teams are at in their home stadium here. And uh, happy for Matthew Stafford, happy for Sean McVay and company, and happy for Aaron Donald. And we will see if this is the end of the road for Aaron Donald, which would be uh, it would be a sad thing for the NFL, but the dude is gonna is gonna walk into Canton in five years in one second. So uh, if he does truly decide to hang him up after winning a championship, after being arguably the best player in football over these last few years, it'll be well deserved. You know, you hate seeing great players like that walk away from a selfish standpoint, but you also understand what the physical toll is of this game, and he's accomplished the ultimate prize. And I would not blame him if he says, "Hey, look, I'm uh, I'm out." I have I have a, a future a bright future ahead of me as a human being, even if my football career is over. That is going to do it for us here on the Super Bowl recap edition of the show. Like Jamie mentioned, there's so much news for us to get into, and we're going to get into it on the Tuesday edition of the show. Jamie, where can everybody follow you on social media? Follow me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter and at Jamie Eisner TDN on Instagram. And again, remember the fantasy tab at thedraftnetwork.com for the very final two rounds of my mock draft and Zach Cohen, my colleague will also have some dynasty stuff going up over the next few weeks as well. So please continue checking out the fantasy tab at the draftnetwork.com. You can follow me on Twitter at shoe radio, S C H U radio. Follow the show on Twitter at TDN fantasy. We'll have content coming there all throughout the off season. We're back Tuesday. Like Jamie mentioned, we got a lot of news to get into the last two rounds of his, his mock draft should be a very beefy episode to get us started into the off season. Everybody enjoy the start of your week. Hopefully the super bowl Monday work day isn't too hard on everybody. We'll talk to you on Tuesday. Thank you for listening to believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.